Welcome to Cook It. We're Drea and Renee, friends who love to cook and bake. Though we are busy with six kids combined, we still take time to meal plan and make home cooked meals for our families. This month, we're diving into Gordon Ramsay's home cooking cookbook. And this week, mm -hmm. we decided to. Uh, this is week three with our book, right? It is week mm -hmm. three, yeah. We did um, the spicy meatball soup. That was the one that we shared with our listeners. Uh, if you wanted to cook along with us, it was on page 177. Mm -hmm. um, what did you think of this one? This was my pick. So, <clears throat> oh, we, didn't we, make, we didn't make it spicy okay. because we wanted the kids to, we wanted the kids to eat what it. What is the spice involved in it? I, I think it's just on. cayenne. Page 177. Yeah. Um, so, Curtis actually made this one. Mm -hmm. Way to go, buddy. Well, it was part of the meal plan, and we looked over the recipe, and he had to put notes in, like, how to make it not spicy. But uh, he just omitted, like, I had I don't know what this broth is. already. Hold into on. Into simmer soup. Uh, That's, like, scribbled. Put this into simmer soup. I don't know. Interesting. Um, he, right, well, he asked me a lot of questions, and then he implements later, so he probably just wrote himself a note. Anyway, he was able to follow all the instructions, and he didn't ask me a single question, aside from earlier when we discussed how to make it not spicy, and I do believe it is just cayenne. It's um, chipotle chili oh, paste, yeah. which I actually didn't put that in either. I love the smoky flavor. Uh, oh, no, I like adobo. Uh, oh, I used a chili ginger sauce instead. Oh, and we don't like spicy... Like, the kids won't eat spicy, but they will eat meatballs. So we were like, two for one. We're not going to make it spicy. We'll just do all this. Anyway, he didn't ask me any questions. Though He found the recipe really straightforward. Way and it was go. so tasty. Yeah. Now, we might have used store-bought meatballs. You shut your dirty mouth. You know what I was thinking about? How, like, <laughs> earlier, a couple episodes ago, I was like, I'm trying to be really true to the recipe. And now I'm like... Yeah, I didn't make it spicy, and I used store-bought meatballs. <laughs> but it was a weeknight dinner, and yeah. honestly, it was so tasty. Well, and you could even make meatballs on the weekend and save a small bag, like flash freeze them and save them in the freezer oh, yes. to throw into this soup, too. Agreed. I'm really proud of Curtis, because I picked this recipe, even though it does not follow my criteria of having a lovely photo to go by. There is a photo elsewhere. Is there? Uh, but it might be for... Pork meatballs in a broth, but it like okay. I don't know. We he did really well, yeah. and like I think that says a lot about this cookbook because he finds most cookbooks too complicated, yep. and it requires a lot of ingrained knowledge. Yeah, like he now knows what dice means okay. and like julienne and that sort of thing, but he could follow it with no problem. That's good. Mm -hmm. Way Although to go, I, Curtis. I don't know how many times he asked Google. What? <laughs> Although, for measurements and stuff, we're like, okay, Google, tell me what this means. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, Usually, like, an ounce or whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, and he had to substitute zucchini for carrots, because I was definitely like, there's zucchini in this recipe? Didn't have any in the house. I'm like, yeah. whoops. I put the zucchini in, and my family ate it. Ooh. Lady little bastards. Um, I have a fun uh, Pampered Chef magnet that is like a conversion mm. thing yeah. and it's stainless well not stainless but like that enamely like shiny yeah. kind of like our name tags are yes and it's double-sided but the one side that shows like 
ounces to liters to cups or whatever, I use that all the time. Is it on the fridge? Where is it? It's on the fridge. Oh. Yeah. FYI, if you get a stainless steel fridge, no longer magnetized. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know, actually. Mine yeah. is faux stainless, and it is faux show, not magnetized. Yeah. That might be a problem with the slate. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, no, my in-laws have the slate, and it. it's magnety. I haven't. I haven't looked at them in person yet, mm. um, but I have narrowed down my choice, and I think it's the one that I sh that we talked about last. Cool. So I'm into it. Although, my <clears throat> I have a similar model, and the freezer is full and useless. <laughs> I know, but we have different methods. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, <laughs> I do not have three chest freezers to also use. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad Curtis was successful in it. Mm -hmm. um, I made the recipe, uh, and I made it like it was a meal prep one, mm -hmm. so I made it on Sunday, and it was going to be a weeknight meal, and what I liked about it was a lot of times these types of soup have rice or pasta in them, and it didn't have that, because it had the extra veggie yeah. boost, and I always, I'm not successful with adding pasta or rice to a soup. It always over glutes, and then it's all gummy and huge, yeah. and takes up all the soup. Um, That's my lunch today. Over overpasted <laughs> soup. Um, but I questioned. Uh, what was it that I questioned? No, it was. It was the whole cook your meatballs mm -hmm. in the pot first, and I followed all of his instructions. Um, and I cooked them in the same pot that, but then I found they started to break up a bit oh, yes. uh, when I added the onions in. So. Next time, I would probably cook my meatballs in a separate pan. I always bake mine. I find it easier. Well, they brown up just as nice. Um, I wanted them to have, like, to really have that browning factor because they were going into a soup. Yeah. I didn't want them to fall apart, and I worried about that if I would have baked them. But then they fell apart anyway. They did. Um, <laughs> Although, if yeah. you don't want to turn on the oven, then it works out great. Yeah, and I even I used my big, big stock pot mm -hmm. so that I had lots of floor space in it, but it didn't it didn't work out. Um, and I added, I doubled the diced tomatoes and I doubled the chicken stock just to kind of make more. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, I used the chili ginger sauce to add a little of that like chili flavor without a lot of spice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't have cumin seeds, so I just used ground cumin, salt and pepper, but it was a hit. Everyone really liked it. Like even with the zucchini, my family's really touchy on certain vegetables. and Zucchini tastes like nothing. I know. Just eat it. I know. So I diced it really small. Smart. And they ate it. I do that with mushrooms sometimes. Well, we're, you know, mushrooms do really bad things to some of my family members. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just put it in, like, spaghetti sauce that I slow yep. cook all day, and then they break down, and the kids don't even notice. No. I started using, por no, not porcini, cremini mushrooms mm -hmm. because they're meatier. So, and they don't break down as much. I like those. Anyway. Yeah. No, no mushrooms in our house. Yeah, that makes sense. What else did you cook? Um, okay, so I made the roasted squash hummus on page 121. It sounds interesting. It, it needed a lot of, of uh, squash, actually. And I'd like to look at the recipe. There is, like, a whole can of chickpeas in it, yeah. a whole butternut squash, a la la tahini, which I always have in the fridge for some reason. Was it, like, heavier on the squash? Because, like, a butternut squash is big. Well, it only calls for, I think, 
two, uh, pounds. two pounds, which is one of the smaller ones. But it wasn't heavy on squash because you roast it and then you sprinkle oh. the Raz El Hanout on it, which is like... Uh, what? Raz El Hanout. I believe it's North African. It's a spice blend that has like cinnamon and oh, okay. cloves. And I'm he like... gives you the breakdown, but I actually had some from one of my favorite grocery stores. Fine boy. Oh, which yeah. is basically Trader Joe's Oh, is it? Very similar. Okay, I don't know. I've never been into a Trader Me Joe's. Me neither, but I plan to when Curtis and I visit New York City. Mm-hmm. There's three within walking distance of our hotel. Guess where I'm going. Coincidence? This is a weird, is a weird I vacation. I think not. <laughs> yeah, well, he was like, maybe we'll go. I'm like, we're definitely going. Yeah. One is just, I think, the wine bar, and I was like, oh, man, that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so I just used the regular, the blend that I had in the cupboard yeah because they sell spice blends at farm boy for $4.99 so I was like yes please mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of different ones do you think they would have it at bulk barn yes like for our more frugal listeners yes it is now pretty common okay. I think when this book was published it was not very but all the spices that are in it are very like yeah I've never pantry heard staples. the only one I've never heard of is the fenugreek oh I have it in seed form and that's what they say here yeah but it's, uh, I don't know if you even need it, but it I think it tastes a lot like the fennel. Okay. I can't say that I eat things with just that. Cool. But, uh, yeah, it was super easy. You roast the squash, sprinkle it with the mixture, mm-hmm. which I didn't have to toast up and grind because I already had it yeah. blended. And then I just threw it in my food processor and served it as an appetizer for both um a little get together with friends and then my daughter's birthday party and it's oh. inherently vegan which was great because my brother is currently vegan and I was like I need stuff that is delicious but happens to be vegan yeah. which is how I approach entertaining at this point I'm like tiny spring rolls everybody likes those <laughs> yeah now did you do pita bread with it or just like chopped up veggies I did crackers and veggies okay because Again, who doesn't like crackers? Yeah. I don't, uh, I was thinking about making homemade pita bread, but then. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, next level would have been like making your own non bread. Oh, I've done oh, that too. So good. It is so good. But at the same time, we were starting our super restrictive diet plan. True. And uh, I was making a cake in the very near future, and it was an elaborate cake. So I was like, I don't want to do this to myself. I'll just no. serve the hummus. With store-bought crackers. And because it was so close to, like, the holidays, yeah. half the people in, I invited, I was like, you know how you, like, buy too much food for Christmas and you end up with, like, boxes and boxes of open crackers? Just bring them on down. And so that's what they did. Well, that's fun. I know. I was like, use up your leftovers and make entertaining more simple for me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was delicious. I really liked it. I sent a lot home with my brother. It made a huge batch. Oh, really? Like, a huge batch. There's eight to ten people. Yeah, I had one of those, um, I have a, like a set of glass mixing, like serving platters that had lids. Mm-hmm. I used the biggest bowl and then another container and oh. there was like, there was a lot and it gets very dry in the fridge. So you have to make sure that you incorporate enough liquid at the start. See, with something like this, he says serves eight to 10. I would almost prefer like how much, like how many cups does this make? Yeah, I would say like four cups. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot. Because 8 to 10 is a little ambiguous. Is it 8 to 10 appetizer servings or is it 8 to 10 meals? And who's eating roasted squash hummus as a meal? I have hummus as a meal. 
There's this one recipe where they do, um, they recommend you serve it with spicy eggplant, which okay. I don't. But I do that, and uh, it's supposed to be a soft-boiled egg, but I always have hard-boiled eggs in the fridge. Yeah. Pita bread and tabbouleh, which okay. they also have at Farm Boy for like three bucks. Okay. And just like that, hmm. dinnered. I'm like, oh, this is great. What do I do for a vegetable, though? Well, Something else. Anyway, the kids will eat the most of that stuff. They oh. love hummus. Wow. So, see, I find like even for myself, hummus is pretty strong tasting, mm-hmm. and I'll have like one veggie dipped in hummus, and then I'm good. Even when we go for shawarma, I do not get hummus on my shawarma. Oh, but they put it on so nice, and no. theirs is so loose and like no nope. spreadable. I'm a garlic sauce girl. Oh yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah, but um, well, that's... I think if you like hummus. It's yeah. definitely the way to go. Yeah. Had I been smart and omitted the tahini, which there's really only like one tablespoon, I could have sent it to my son's yeah. school for snacks. Yes. Which maybe next time I would do or I so might do So you can't do even it. do sesame paste at your son's school? No, there's okay. a child allergic to sesame. So <sighs> yeah, I know. I was so excited. when Oh, and eggs. So I was so excited. He was about to start kindergarten and I'm like, ah. Oh, Let's test hard-boiled eggs, see if he likes those. And he really loves hummus, mm-hmm. so that's like a guaranteed snack every day. Yep. No. <laughs> There's this one poor child who's allergic to fish, sesame, mustard, eggs, peanuts. There's one more. I can't think of it. Anyway, it's a lot. And I'm like, Ugh. And we've trained them now because of daycare and school. They're like, Nope, we can't take that. It will make our friends sick. Yeah. I'm like, great. Yeah, our kids are good too. Um, my mm-hmm. oldest kind of takes charge and helps prep lunches. Mm-hmm. And so we have the wild butter for school days and we've yeah. got peanut butter for weekends. Yeah. We even, well, my husband does breakfast most of the time mm-hmm. and I did it the other day and I serve them peanut butter in the morning. And oh. he was like, oh, we usually do wild butter on yeah. school days. So we're just going to really have to wash our hands after we breakfast, guys. Tea. Yeah, oh, I was like, cute. rookie, yeah. rookie mistake. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what recipe did you make? Uh, I made meatball subs. Oh. And now that you're not on your super restrictive diet, I... Spoiler. That's a conversation we'll have later. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> oh, those gnocchi look so good. They do. But this, it's on page 182. Nice. And um, I made it for the whole family. Well, who doesn't like subs? If they like meatballs well, and bread. Ooh. Right? The picture looks excellent. It looks toasty bread with mm-hmm. meatballs and what's the white sauce? Uh, it is melted mozzarella cheese. Oh. Damn. Yeah. And with, did you make the salsa? I made the salsa. Nice. Um, I just, oh, was it this one? I didn't have the cilantro, which was fine. But I, I mean, it's such a touchy yeah, touchy one. Um, but I made it for my family for supper. My oldest daughter, like, she was in love. She was like, this is amazing. Like, you've made my day. My middle son ate half, and that was it. Which yeah. was fine, because it was, like, a really big sandwich. And, like, how many meatballs would he eat just on its own? Oh, he'd probably annihilate, like, a whole plate of meatballs. Yeah, so like, my the daughter. the kid likes meat, but yeah. it, it was, I put it in a foreign concept. Mm. It's um, also hard to eat bread if it's super toasty like yeah physically difficult well and I didn't toast it all that much like I basically built the sandwiches and then I popped it in the broiler and just Mm. watched it yeah Yeah. so so you get that melty cheese exactly um I really liked the combination the the meatballs were a little spicy I forget what it is 
oh, there's dried chili flakes in them. Oh, yeah. I always have to do, like, if it says a quarter, an eighth of a teaspoon, I just do two shakes. Yeah. And then that's it. This was a whole teaspoon of dried mm. chili flakes. Um, Shoot. What? I was supposed to put spicy stuff on my soup for my lunch, and I forgot. Oh, oh rookie mistake. <laughs> You're making a lot of those, Drea. I know. Because um, my brain doesn't work right now. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, the melty cheese, I used my super local cheese mm-hmm. on it. It was super good. Fresh tomato salsa, and then you, that you top it with. Um, and my husband turned it into a meatball hamburger and added mustard and relish. Like Meat- smushed the meatballs into a patty? No, just making it like a bun, like instead of doing the cheese and salsa, he added mustard and relish. Mm. He tried the salsa on the side, but it wasn't his deal, which is fine. He tried it, but he's frustrating to cook for. <laughs> I I know. Yeah. I can't remember what I made, but we sat down and the, oh, I know, I do know. It was chicken pot pie. And uh, we talked about this. Yeah, because I had celery that I needed to use up and I was yeah. making a chicken noodle soup and I was like okay this is what we'll have for lunch or dinner and uh, I put puff pastry on the top pro tip cook the puff pastry separately on a baking sheet oh. and then just plop it on top because it will be easier it doesn't cook it melts the butter because the inside of the pie is warm oh. so it melts the butter before it has time to go poofy and then it just becomes like gummy and undercooked yeah, which Ew. I did not like. I was mad that I did that. And then I bought myself like a low brazier, brazier, whatever. It's like a Dutch oven, but yeah. it's like a pot, um, low pot. Mm-hmm. So I made the filling in there. And then I, for whatever reason, moved it from that into a pie pan. Afterward, realizing like, why didn't I just shove that thing in the oven? And also after, after realizing that like... <laughs> Just, just bake the puff pastry and serve it as is. Like, you know, what don't would be a ding dong. Almost be good is if you cut your puff pastry into circles and then like served your like pot pie filling with like little circle dippers, mm-hmm. or if you cut it into like sticks and twisted them to make them into actual dippers. Yeah, I mean, my good. kids like to dip. Chicken so. a la king is how I, like, you can buy puff pastries that are already in circles with a circle in the middle cut out, and Ooh. you can scoop the middle out after it's cooked and put, that's how my mom used to serve it. She would put, like, the filling inside yeah. and top it with a little disc, and so it was, like, puff pastry and yeah, it was delicious. Interesting. Yeah. I think you could do it as a big sheet. You could do it as circles. You could do it as like straws. You could add cheese and make them cheese straws. You could mm-hmm. add mustard and cheese and make them like really tangy. Yeah. I just, it was a failure for me and I was sad. That I was sad. Funny. I'm glad you're, but so would you recommend that, the meatball sub? Definitely. Is it worth making all of that from scratch? Yeah. Yeah. How long yeah. did it take? Um, I made the meatballs. I can't remember. Like, I, it was, I did it during one of my meal prep days. Yeah. So, like, I just, I had everything, I made the meatballs whenever I was doing, like, meat stuff, and then I chilled them, because he has you chill your meatballs, like, pretty consistently, and then I cooked them in the pan, which was pretty quick, um, but then throwing it together was really quick. Yeah. So, the I guess longest, if the meat's already cooked, then it's just Yeah, like... the longest thing was, like, making the meatballs, 
and cooking them in the pan and chopping the tomato. Like it's it was really simple mm. and like really good. Yeah, it's a real fun meal. Like if you were like gonna sit at home and like watch a game or something, I don't know, like the hockey game. Yeah, I don't know. Should I, have people over like yeah. a real adult? But I wouldn't yeah. make it like I feel like it's a lot to do for a crowd. Like if you had like another couple over. Yeah. Because it makes enough for, like, four adults, and then you could have, like, a meatball side things for the kids or whatever. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want to take this on with, like, a whole crowd of people. Yeah, that's fair. You know? I think assembly and then broiling is challenging whenever there's lots of people yeah. around, too. Like, And you could definitely do, like, four subs, like, in the broiler all at once, like, lined up on the pan. So, yeah, it was good. Nice. I liked it. That was page 182. Yeah, 182. Deliciousness. Did you cook anything else out of this book? Because this is our last kind of cooking along um, episode for this book. And then next week we'll tell you whether we like Gordon anymore or not. (laughs) I did the um, pork chops with peppers on page 88. Which Um, also looks really good. I will tell you that it is an adult flavor. Because you use vinegar in the onion pepper mixture. Yeah. But it is something like I've been doing that recipe for a long time and I did it again and I really loved it. Like I cooked it long enough so that the peppers were nice and soft and the onions had really caramelized. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes like less than 30 minutes to do the whole thing. And he uses that crazy technique where you score the fat on the pork chops and then you fry it and you spoon the butter on top and then... Like, put, finish it in the oven, and it was really good. Yeah. But, um, like, I don't always do that with my pork chops, and I found it difficult to feed a family of four making it in that way. So is it, like, a date night in? Yes. It's probably, like, now? a special meal. Okay. You don't – and, like, you might want to serve it with a potato or something because – the peppers aren't overly filling. Yeah. And I don't personally want to eat, like, a massive pork chop. No. I like a, I like, like a deck of cards or maybe two decks of cards. Yeah. <laughs> but it does, like, it is delicious. Yeah. And as, a, as one vegetable side, I really like it because it's so tasty. Yeah. And, like, I would make my peppers like that for Curtis and I all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really good. It and looks it's tangy. Good. It's, like, sweet from the peppers but also tangy from the vinegar and it makes me feel better about the number of vinegars that I have in my mm. cupboard because yeah. I have many it I made something red wine which is a pretty run-of-the-mill one I oh, even yeah. have that one I have like no less than seven types of vinegar Ooh. in my pantry my pantry is ridiculous like we could survive <laughs> an apocalypse well yeah I think we could survive in that house probably for a month. Milk and eggs would become an issue. Yeah. But I even have egg replacer and powdered milk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm a ridiculous human. But also there's, like, almonds. We can make almond milk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oat milk now is a thing, which I have never I made or tried. tried making oat milk. It is not easy. And I... I can't imagine it, it tastes very good. Apparently it's delicious. The How does it not taste store. oaty? See, I don't mind the flavor of oats, but when I made it, it got very. Even though I strained it, it got very sludgy. What kind of oats do you have to use to make it? I don't. I don't even remember. Steel I just, cut I, or like thick cut or. 
I don't know. Were they f- big and flaky or I like small large, and tight? I used my large flake oats okay. to make it. Okay. And maybe it was the wrong oat. I don't know. Email us, listeners. Either way, I made it and it got sludgy and it was gross and it was like it was trying to turn itself into oatmeal. Yeah. So it was gummy. It was bad. I blocked it out. Obviously. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't personally see the value in making it myself. No. Because you can buy a carton of almond milk or coconut yeah. milk or whatever for so Cheap. little. Yeah. And, like, the cost of almonds is ridiculous. Do you know what I splurge on every week to make myself? Cashews? Cashews. What do you make? Cashew milk. Mm. Every single week. Do you week. use it for sweetener in your coffee nope, or I, creamer? No. I drink black coffee now. Mm. Like my soul. Nice. Well, I'm I'm very happy that you've cut out that much sugar from your diet. I know, right? Like, that's wild. Yeah. Um, but no, I use it for my morning smoothie. So oh. I do cashew milk and protein powder and berries. Do you whiz up the cashews or do you... Yeah. St- okay. Yeah, I whiz them you up. You get them soft and then you make the milk? Yeah. So uh, I soak them for four hours. Mm-hmm. And it's 300 grams of cashews, and then you soak them for four hours, you add them to four cups of water, and you blend for like three to five minutes, Mm -hmm. and then you just shake your jar before you pour it out. But it is so creamy and so good, and there's none of those like gum additives that they tend to add to all those nut milks Mm -hmm. in the store. And you buy your cashews at Costco? No. Where do you get them? I get them at Bulk Barn. Mm. They often have sales and the um, coupons too. All the coupons time. and depending on the the cashew pieces are always cheaper unless the cashews are on sale themselves and the pieces aren't. Oh yeah, I guess if you're doing this, you don't care if they're whole cashews. No, I really don't care. But um, I just really like the flavor of cashew milk. I've made a cashew based hollandaise sauce before, mm. like for eggs Benny at home and. I just, it's something that I splurge on and I make from scratch every week for myself, so. Good for you. Yeah. I tried making coffee creamer with cashews once. I was extremely disappointed. You did it wrong. I didn't blend it for nearly that long. And it separated and was like, when you shook it, it did nothing. Oh. Anyway, that actually makes me want to try it again. Maybe I'll buy a bag at Costco because like. When they go on sale, it's not a bad price. Yeah. I feel I, bad for vegans, though. I Like, if you actually want to buy cashews all the time to be, like, cashew cheese and cashew yeah. milk, like, holy crow. I, uh, I'll have to keep an eye out, out at Costco. I haven't seen them super cheap yet. But um, the cheapest, I think, is, like, $3 off the giant bag. I always watch for pistachios, mm-hmm. almonds, sometimes pecans, mm-hmm. and uh, cashews just because my brother is a vegan and I am. You know, you never yeah. know when you might need them. Yeah. And I keep all that stuff in the freezer so that mm. they don't go rancid because I do not need that. No. Um, the, uh, your coffee creamer. Mm-hmm. So another cookbook that I have, and I think it's in the Eat What You Love one. It's by Danielle Walker. I have two of hers. I have Celebrations and Eat What You Love. And I think it's Eat What You Love. And so she has this coffee cream and it's. She uses almond milk mm-hmm. and coconut milk, mm. and then you add, like, um, maple syrup or honey to sweeten, and I think cinnamon. You have to shake it every time you use it, but, um, yes. Send me yeah. that recipe. But I have also done it with cashew milk yeah. and coconut milk. Equally delicious. Yeah, and uh, we, who have, like, so I shared it with uh, a couple of my friends, 
We call it the unicorn, magical unicorn coffee creamer because it is that good. And if I took cream in my coffee, that's what I would put it in it because that's yeah. when I was still transitioning out of lattes. Yeah. So I was using that too. Well, we had one lone jar. So here's my kitchen fail for the week. Mm-hmm. I tried keto and it was terrible. I was lightheaded all the time. I couldn't focus. I was like, my brain was so slow. Well, you, your mood even seems up higher this week. Oh, I yeah. mean, last well, week we were, you were not. That is a multitude of factors, but it's because I, anyway, hormonal birth control, people, it's crazy. <laughs> um, but I do feel better. Like I'm sharper already. I'm yeah feeling more like myself and like. I already cut out all the sugar, but I was like, oh, well, I'll finish this jar of coffee mate we have in the fridge, and then I'm going to transition to no sugar in my coffee. I need something else. Yeah. And uh, so I'm looking for alternatives. Okay. I was just telling Curtis, and he started using the Almond Breeze that is shelf-stable until you open it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he loves it because it's 50 calories for a whole cup of this stuff. Yeah. And it's vanilla-flavored but unsweetened. So he really likes that. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll use that or something. But if I, like, I don't mind a little bit of maple syrup. Yeah. But I just, like, I can't be having black coffee yet. No, this I'm is not a, ready for it. This has two tablespoons of maple syrup for the whole go. Yeah. Which so. would be better. And then at least I can say, like, oh, it's not mostly plastic. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's the problem, like, with the, I do love coffee meat. Mm-hmm. But it is basically plastic. Yeah. I don't know what's in there, and mm-hmm. I can't. I would prefer something that's lactose free, also because my tum tum. Yeah, we can only handle so much. So much. You need that 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 uh, tolerance, leftover tolerance for chocolate. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah. Uh, so my fail is that I failed at keto, regardless yeah. of doing all the research. Like I only made it seventeen days, and like, but I will say that not every diet is for everyone. And not every lifestyle change is worth doing because mm-hmm. I I felt so miserable. And yeah, you'd cut out sugar, but they all the recipes recommend this artificial yeah, sweetener. I don't like that. I don't like it either. It coats the inside of your mouth Ew. and you taste this weird sweet thing for hours. And I was like, what am I doing to myself? Like see, I'm replacing one I, chemical with another. Yeah. And see, I didn't sweeten things. I wanted to cut my sweet tooth. Yeah. With keto. And I successfully did that, um, which I'm super proud of. I still do enjoy some sweet stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't crave it the way I used to. Yeah. Which is... Um, That's a huge really nice. step forward. It is, yeah. So I think... And, and I do, like... I'll have, like, some days where I do super keto, like, all day. And other days where I'll have, like, other carbs, you know? Yeah. So I'm off and on, like... I think... I think it's a good idea if you need to lose a lot of weight. Well, I do have to lose a lot. I'm talking like 100 pounds. And if you lost 100 pounds, you might die. (laughs) So I don't know that. I do. I do. Also, you would look ridiculous. You're a gorgeous badonkadonk would be gone. So I just, uh, I think... If you need to lose a lot of weight yeah. and you're prepared to feel kind of miserable for a, a while because the hilarious thing was uh, they're like, oh, yeah, look forward to it doing a number on your hormones and stuff. And it actually did. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I failed at that. But 
I'm okay with it. My husband's still trying, and yeah. I'm like, that's he does really love to eat fat, though, yeah. and I am not. I wouldn't call that a fail. I know you're considering your fail this week, but I think you did what's best for you. Yeah, and I, I did give it a solid go. There was, like, at least four days before, I, well, like, even the first week, I was like, okay, I feel miserable because of the the sugar yeah. that I cut out entirely. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, nope, I just feel miserable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. Well, now that you're back on carbs, you can, like, I, I kind of went, like, super into this book and cooked some other stuff, mm-hmm. including... The focaccia that he makes on page 263. I love making bread. I do, too. It smells so nice in the house when you make it. And there was a photo, I think. I think it's perfect, too, for your meal planning because Mm -hmm. you can start it, let it sit there and rise. Exactly. Work on other stuff. Well, and that's what I do often Friday evenings because we always do pizza and I make my pizza Mm -hmm. dough homemade. So that rises and then I do other stuff. Do you do it the night before or the same day? Same day, usually. Mm. And if I'm lucky, my husband will prep it if he's home in the oh, afternoon. Oh, yes. I remember you telling me yeah. how he goes through the recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's an olive, tomato, and rosemary focaccia. Now, I didn't have fresh rosemary, and I don't eat olives. But I did put the Tomatoes sun-dried in? tomato mm. on top, and it was so good. Like, I, it was, it's on page 263, and I really enjoyed it, and it's, it, Puffed up really nice and mm-hmm. just did what I really wanted it to did do. Did you get it even? The last time I made focaccia, there was like an air bubble underneath that oh. I was not aware of. And so one spot was like super thin and the other side was like nice and thick and bready. And I was like, the super thin part was still delicious. Yeah. It was like a bread cracker. But <laughs> I was like, where did this bubble come from? No, I I didn't have that. It was It was even. I don't know. I think I might have just stretched the dough too yeah, thin. See, I made it in my... Do you have a high-walled... Well, I have a, the small bar pan from Pampered Oh, yeah, Chef. yeah, okay. So it was like exactly that size. Is that an 8 by 12 maybe? No. Even smaller? It's like a 6 by 8 oh, Like it's a small okay. one. It's like a brownie pan, maybe a little bigger? Ish, yeah. Okay. Um... And it was like the perfect size. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you stretched yours out too yeah, much. Yeah, maybe. The other one that That's I... That's okay. Made, it was still tasty, everybody. Yeah. Don't even worry about no. it. I ate that bread. Yeah. The other one that I made was his apple crumble on... And you made the Szechuan chicken thighs? I did. Mm. Yeah. I will get there. Great. I have a list. Okay, cool. So page 43 is the apple crumble, which also had a picture. Um, it's very lightly sugared. And he does not say what kind of apples. Oh, I was just going to ask that because some are sweeter than others. Yeah. I used Gala and I was saying to my husband, I'm like, if I would have used like Granny Smith or a Macintosh, it would have been a mouth pucker. Like, I find Macintosh sweet. Oh, no. I think I just let them ripen in the fridge. Maybe. (laughs) I used Gala's though and it turned out really good. He does this cool thing where you have to um, caramelize your sugar Mm -hmm. and make like. A caramel, a caramel. Mm. Um, and I, but I did it wrong because you're supposed to add, you grate some apples, and then you cube. So you grate three and you cube three mm-hmm. with the skin on, which was like awesome because I hate peeling. It takes forever. Yeah, and if you're grating them, you don't even have to core them. You can just like. Yeah, so uh, you're supposed to add in the grated ones 
To the caramel? To the caramel. Mm -hmm. Let it cook a bit and then add in the cubed ones. But I added it all in together and I started getting like some hard sugars. Anyways, it was a bit of a fumble, but... But then you're putting it in the oven so it'll yeah. like loosen up again probably. So you like cook it in there and then you add the crumble topping, which I made a double go of because we love a thick crumble. Yeah. And you bring it to like where it gets bubbly on the stove and then you put it into your hot oven. Mm. Yeah, it was good. It was a win. Page 43. Um, but he talks about... And you said it was lightly sweetened? Oh, yeah. I have a problem. Like, I make desserts and then my husband won't eat... Does not eat them. He does not have a sweet tooth. Yeah, no. He would go for this. And my kids only get dessert whenever they eat all their dinner. So I'm left eating an entire freaking dessert yeah. pan. I would even say, like, this could pass as a breakfast. Like, it was that... Mm. Well, With a little yogurt? Yeah, mm. so like six yeah, tablespoons right. of granulated <laughs> sugar go into the mixture. Yeah. Um, and then two tablespoons go into the crumble topping. It's like a quarter cup, maybe? Two tablespoons? Is no, I mean like total. Eight. Yeah. No, so six is, um, so four is a quarter cup. So half we've cup got maybe total. eight, so it's half cup total. Yeah. That's not too bad. And it, Plus I could use like, I could use less if I was using a sweet apple if I wanted. Exactly. Like, I don't know what sweet, there must be sweeter ones in galas, but um, he also says to use a nutty granola or muesli and I just used oats. That's what I've got. Because that's what, how we roll. You know, some, some people make their own muesli and like, never. I've never done it. No. Maybe I I'll have to find granola. I'll have to find... I think I've sent you my granola recipe that I like. I think you have too. And I bought the the Red Path, you know, the sugar brand. They have a cookbook. Yes. And they have like four different granolas that yeah. I want to try. That's excessive. They just no. use different fruit. And yeah. Like, some use um, coconut. Some don't. Okay. Oh. Okay. And my last one that I made was the Sichuan chicken thighs. Wait, wait. It, it shows the muesli picture. It shows like flaked almonds and stuff. Did you add any of that or you just did oats? I just did oats. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I just kept cool, cool, it super cool. simple. Well, you could easily mix it up then by adding in like yeah. whatever you want. shit you got in the pantry. Well, he says like how to make a crunchy crumble and he like, you know, maybe he doesn't talk about it there. That's cool because my crumble sometimes comes out floury. Yeah. Because I don't mix in the butter properly or I melt the butter and then just instead yeah. of, instead of uh, rubbing it in. Yes. Do you rub yours in? Kind of. Depends on my mood mm. and how much time. And That's why I do the melt method because I'm like out my leg. That's true. Um, Wayne, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wishes. Um, and my last one that I made was the Sichuan chicken thighs, page ninety, and it was the one that I told you that was yes, um, seemed much keto. keto yeah, um, it was really good. It had a strong like umami flavor, which kind of like my husband was like, eh, it smells weird in here. And then I wanted to slap him, but I that made just them. reminded me of a recipe I wanted to try. I'm sorry. It smells weird. The umami flavor, yes. not the smells weird. Although miso cookies might smell weird. They might. Who knows? Um, but I made them again on a Sunday meal prep. I did a double batch, uh, and then I added. I found they were really like it wasn't like reducing the sauce, mm -hmm. and so I added a bit of cornstarch and just kept cooking till it cooked down and everything was like really glazy and sticky yep and then I just made it with rice mm. that's all nice my husband made a stew this week and because he's 
doing the keto. Mm-hmm. It was a keto stew. And he used xanthan gum mm-hmm. as a thickener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would not recommend. No. It was so goopy. Yeah. It wasn't thick. It was like jelly. I don't like that. Me neither. That is not what I'm looking for from my thickener. I mm. want cornstarch. I want it to be invisible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you already said your fail with yes. keto. Yes. I, I have another one if you want to like really. Well, let me give you mine <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah, good. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I spent all weekend meal prepping mm-hmm. for my stupid family. They're not Stupid, they love They're me so much. They're stupid, and they did not appreciate my hard work. Um, but I made, for my lunch, I picked out a recipe for winter grain bowls, mm-hmm. and it made like eight to ten servings. Like What kind of grain? Uh, wild rice. Nice. Uh, so I asked my coworkers, I'm like, I'm going to have like a butt ton of this. Would you like me to bring in lunch for you guys on Monday? So Monday I came in with like my huge cooler bag mm-hmm. and I had everything separated because your rice and your squash and your beets need to be warm and you put it on kale and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, everyone was super happy and they said that they would become my family any day. So anytime you want to feed me, yeah, in, I will. so you know. know. <laughs> yeah. So it was a win in terms of like getting it all done, but a fail on family approval, which really bugs me. But I have to stop worrying about their That's true. Opinion. I think, I think. We're in the same boat where our kids are just not quite the right age. Curtis is, like, really good, though, at being open to new flavors. That's true. That's true. Because I have forced him into it. And I do. But then he sits there and he's like, well, it's fine. You might have got him older, though. Like, I started started breaking down his self-esteem at 23. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, you will actually, like this. No. Wayne was younger. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. He would have been 19. Dang it, Wayne. Yeah. Get it together. Well, yeah, there's definitely like, I don't know, when we started dating, he wouldn't eat any vegetables or anything, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden now he eats everything. And mm. I think it's just, like, Wayne's really active yeah. all the time, and yeah. so he can eat whatever he wants, and nothing ever sticks to him, but now we're getting older, we're like approaching mid-30s. Curtis is going to be 36. Wild. Anyway, so I think he's more into, like, different vegetables and different eating things and, like, I don't know. You know what's wild is I'm going to be 37 this year. I'm going to be 35. And I... I hate you. I'm only semi-looking forward. No, I'm not looking forward to it. Except I want to make my own cake, which I say every year, but then I never get to make one. Mm. I make cakes for everybody else, and I was like, I just want to make my own cake. But you know where we were this year at my birthday? The The cottage. cottage. You're there every year. I know. Because I always text you, and it never goes through. I got it later. I get it later. (laughs) So you had another fail? Oh, yeah. My other fail was that I was meal planning, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to, like, come up with ideas. I don't do the meal prep like you do. I meal plan. Like, I come up with my plan and then we make our shopping list. And I went to Costco before I made my meal plan. But I always get, like, the same thing. So I know, like, we always have a whole chicken in the the house. And Mm -hmm. I knew that I had already – I put the stock on before I went to Costco. Yeah. For two hours? Yes. Yeah, you did. Yes, I did. So I made myself chicken noodle soup. I made Curtis soup. And – I was, like, so stuck on ideas of what to have for dinner, and I wasn't inspired at all, and so I made a whole list, and so we have 
many options. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered that I signed up for a meal box this week and it's supposed to show up on Thursday. And I'm like, <laughs> there goes all the ideas I had. Oh. And like, I had a whole strategy because we have skating on Wednesday and swimming on Tuesday. Yeah. And I was like, I'll make spaghetti in the slow cooker on Tuesday and it'll be ready. And I'll prep everything on Monday. Well, guess what I didn't do last night? Nothing. Nothing. So I'm like, I don't know what we're having tonight. But the kids will be at swimming with Curtis, so I'll get home and I'll be able to, like, think of something. Yeah. And then the meal box actually will show up on Thursday, and I'm actually, I'm excited about it because I pick, I always pick the wilder oh. suggestions. Okay. Stuff I wouldn't make normally. Yes. okay. Because I only got for two. Yeah. Because it's the low-carb one, so I was like, oh, well, I could either add a side and feed it to the kids, or we'll just have it and the kids can have something they will like. Yeah. And so we'll see. I'm pretty excited about that. That But it is a fail in terms of meal planning. Yeah, but you can carry that plan over to next week. Everything is frozen. Oh, we went to our date night last week. We went into the grocery store and Uh bought, we had like an hour to kill. So we bought half-priced meat and threw it all in the freezer. Everything was 50% off. We're like, yes, 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 yes. That's awesome. Like, I love expiry days. I feel like that's a fail, but that's a win because you've got some planning oh, done yeah. now for like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I just wasn't excited about anything. Yeah, I get like that too. And I have this app that saves all my recipes, mm-hmm. but 90% of it is dessert. It's mm. not food. <laughs> you need some new sources. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. It's like everything I like on Instagram and Pinterest is like sweet. Might I suggest I'm going to plug her food blog? Someone I don't even like really know, but Pinch of Yum. She's one of my favorite I think food I have bloggers. Some of hers. Yeah. Yes. All the ones that I listen to or yeah. read. Yeah. They're all sweet heavy. Like, yeah. Hers is not. Hmm. Although Smitten Kitchen has really good, which is no what she doesn't need a plug. She could plug us, please. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, banana toffee cake. Sorry, that is no. uh, easily distracting. I see what you mean. Avocado kale Caesar salad yeah. with sweet potato She's fries. She's the one who did my winter grain bowl oh. that I had for lunch this week. Sweet. Yeah, I really like her. Nice. I just, I need to be inspired. And like, my poor husband, he throws out ideas and I'm like, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat like that. sounds like us trying to find a Netflix show to watch together. Yeah, well, we all have Awful. our struggle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This looks really exciting. I'm excited. I can't wait. She definitely has a hummus bowl right yeah. there. <laughs> Roasted cauliflower hummus bowls. Like, yeah. Other people yeah. eat hummus for dinner. Yep. <laughs> well. All right. It? Well, I think that's it for this week. Seven. Yay. Thank you to our listeners and supporters for always tuning in. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cook It Podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. By reading and reviewing, you help us, others find us. Yay. Bye. Bye.